This is episode number 100, and you are entering the solo round. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur, and each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. everyone thank you guys so much for being here this is episode 100 can you believe it i mean i started this thing at the end of january 2013 and uh, i had no clue where it was going to go but you guys dictated and directed it in going this way by all of your amazing feedback your comments uh your constant requests for for guests for topics so thank you guys so much for being a part of the journey all the way from the first episode to now episode 100. Uh, I'm going to have many more episodes to come, so don't you guys worry. And I'm just so grateful and blessed that you guys are part of this journey with me on the School of Greatness podcast. Super pumped for today's episode because I've been getting requests for two things. One, to do more solo rounds. So I've been, I've been listening to you guys, and uh, I'm here. I'm doing it now by myself. I think I've done two or three, and a lot of you said that those were some of your favorite episodes. So uh, I'm answering to one request there, and the second one is a lot of you have asked about mentorship and teaching about how to find a powerful mentor. So that's what this episode is all about. It's all about how to find a powerful mentor to guide you to achieving what you want to achieve in your life. And really to have someone to support you, to look up to, to uh, give you some some pointers, some tips on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and to give you some great feedback along your journey. So that's what this is all about. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Now, I want to go ahead and dive into this episode. Since it's just me, I don't have to introduce anyone, right? So uh, it's been a while since I've done this. I think it was like episode 25 or something was the last time I did this. I'll have to link to it in the show notes and check it out. But this is all about how to find a mentor, guys. And I'm not going to be uh, long-winded on this. I want to give you guys a couple of examples of my mentors and some stories about them, but also and also how I approached them and how they really supported me. And then I'm going to give you guys some pointers on how to find a mentor, uh, the best way to develop the relationship with them, what questions to ask them, things like that, 
but really it's there's no really right or wrong answer it's it's effective and, and what's not effective so we're going to talk about what is effective but some things are effective for different people so really everything i say is just kind of what's worked for me what i've seen work for other people also what doesn't work for me when people reach out to me and ask me to mentor them so i will talk about some of that as well and then um, we can have a little dialogue over on the comments section over at lewishouse.com slash 100. So you can ask me a question over there. You know, you can give your best pointers there. I'd love to see what you guys think as well. And I'm in traveling right now. I'm in New York City for the week for the Pencils of Promise uh, event that's going on. I'm on the advisory board supporting Adam Braun, who has been on the show and supporting their efforts in building schools all around the world for kids in need. So very excited about that. But I've got my travel mic, so it may not sound the same way it sounded in the past, just because I've got a little bit, a little bit of a different mic with me right now. But hopefully the quality is still good for you guys, and you enjoy the information either way. So let's go ahead and talk about mentorship. Now I am a big fan of having mentors. I'm also a big fan of having coaches. And they can be they can be almost the same person and very similar. However, I like to pay my coaches. I like to pay coaches because I know when I'm invested in a coach, I'm gonna get results. So I'm probably gonna have to do a different episode on coaches and the importance of hiring a coach. But I have a coach on relationships that I hire. I have a coach on just general life that I hire. I have a, a business coach that I hire. I have physical trainers that I hire. I've got a, a doctor who works on me, Doc Trish, who works on me once a week, sometimes twice a week on my body to keep me in tune, make sure that anything that's out of place is in place. I've got a coach for everything. Anything I want to take on, I, I bring on a coach. So when I wanted to learn salsa dancing, I brought on a coach. When I want to learn handball, uh, I, I found a coach. Whatever it is I want to learn, I, I, I find a coach. Now, mentors are really people that have been in my life who I aspire to be, who I aspire to be like, and who have achieved some level of success that I want to achieve. So I want to give you guys a couple examples really quick. When I got done playing football, I was injured playing football uh, back in 2007. I had surgery, and I knew that I was done. So I was kind of like coming to the point where I was got over being a little bit depressed and was like in denial because I thought I was going to come back and play football again. But really, I was done. So what I had done is I was trying to figure out the best way to, to transition. And what was I going to do next with my life? What was I going to do? How was I going to make money? You know, I was living on my sister's couch at the time. So I was just trying to figure out how to get on my own two feet. And I had three key mentors at the time. Now, I should say I should put this out there and say I have had lots of mentors. I've had lots of friends who have given me guidance. I have lots of people who I've been following online for years, people's books I've read, who I consider mentors, you know, speakers that I've seen at events who I consider mentors. A lot of these relationships are very different. And some of these people I have never talked to, others I've had one conversation with, others multiple conversations, but then there's been a, a few key mentors that have really kind of guided me uh, for certain periods of time. And there's always, uh, you know, I would say a beginning, a middle, and an end to a mentorship, but it, it doesn't have to look any specific way, okay? So I'm going to give you guys some examples of what I've done, and then we're going to talk about mentors. So again, when I was transitioning out of football, I uh, knew I had this cast on, 
okay? I had this cast on. It was a really annoying, itchy cast. If anyone's had a cast, you know how annoying it is. It's smelly. Your hair starts to grow really long inside the cast. Uh, you lose your muscle mass. You get all like weird, you know, looking inside of your cast and it's dirty and it's like scratching you and it's just like it's an uncomfortable experience. You've already got a broken bone, which is uncomfortable enough. And then you've got to wear this nasty cast. So I had to like have cut off sleeve shirts because I couldn't fit my shirts over the cast. It was over my whole arm. It was just a nuisance. And I developed this product that was like a soft cushion that slid over my cast. It was kind of like a big um, sweatband that I developed that would slide over the entire cast. It had a, a thumb hole for the cast. It had different colors so you could match it with your outfits for the day. I was like trying to create something that was was useful for me at the time because I had to wear this thing for six months and it was annoying. So I was like, there's gotta be a better way, right? And as I was developing this, I found a manufacturer in China. I had these products shipped to me. I was wearing it. I had done all the groundwork, right? But I, I had no clue uh, what to do next. And I realized like, hey, other people could use this product. I gotta find someone who knows how to develop products and who's an inventor, who can take a product to market, who can license stuff. Like, I don't know how to do any of this. I had done a lot of the, the legwork and I developed something. I had something tangible and I had something to show for it. And I had a hustle. And what I did next is I was like, I need to find someone who can support me and take it to the next level. Who can I learn from who has already been there, done this, made a lot of mistakes and could accelerate my learning curve and take this to the next level. So I was putting this out there. I was like, I need to find someone who can help me with this. I was telling my girlfriend at the time, I was telling family, friends, I was like, do you know of an inventor or someone who can take this to market or can support me in taking this to market? Because I have no clue. So I think that's key number one, is figuring out like what it is you really want to achieve and discovering what it is you want and then figuring out what type of person are you looking for to support you in this acceleration with your learning curve, with your education, with uh, support, whatever this may be. So you gotta discover specifically what type of mentor you want. And for this specific reason, it was to find an inventor, someone who would develop products and could take it to the next level. If you're just saying, I want a mentor to help me with, you know, just cause I'm inspired by them, that's not a good way to find a mentor. Find something specific someone specific to support you or find someone specific to uh, get get some mentorship from. And again, mentorship is going to look different uh, with each person in each experience. And we'll talk about that here in a second. So what I did next is uh, my girlfriend actually, when I was putting this out there and I was like, I need someone specific for this. When I was putting it out there to different people, my girlfriend was like, I've got a friend who's a famous inventor and he just moved back to Columbus like last week. And this was, you know, when I was living in Columbus, Ohio. And I said, call him ASAP. I need to meet him right now. I was like, again, I was like 24, maybe I was 23 or 24, but I was like, call him right now. I want to meet him. And, uh, he was busy or something. So we, we set up a time like that weekend, you know, I'm, I'm a very impatient guy. So I was like, I need to meet him right now as soon as possible. And uh, as soon as possible was meeting him on his terms, not my terms, as a 24-year-old, you know, young punk with no ex uh, uh, experience or expertise. So I wanted to realize, like, hey, it's not going to be when I want it. It's going to be when they are available uh, was, a, was a key in the beginning. 
Then uh, I, I get a meeting. So my girlfriend, you know, luckily she's friends with him. So they, they we meet together at like a bar uh, in Columbus. And I show up and I'm like, I've got this backwards hat on. I was like the biggest, it was like the biggest mistake of how to not approach a mentor. I had like a backwards not even just backwards, backwards turned to the side, like a backwards sided uh, hat on. I had like this baggy t-shirt on and baggy jeans like below my, my butt, like hanging below my butt. Like I had just come out of playing professional football in the South. And uh, it was definitely, <laughs> I think it was, I was like very like egotistical, big jock. Like just walking around strutting my stuff thinking I was like had it all figured out when I had nothing figured out. So I show up with this backwards cap, this huge cast on and this big, big ego with uh, saggy pants. And that was definitely not the way to do it. But what I did do was I showed so much passion and so much willingness to learn. And he basically said, hey, you know, we just moved back. Uh, I basically got zero time for you. I'm meeting with you right now because your friend, we're, we're friends with your girlfriend, and I think it's a cool idea what you've done. But you know, we've got a, I've got a business I'm running. I've got a wife. Uh, we're moving into a new house. You know, we've, we're setting up our business back here. You know, call me in a couple weeks and we'll get together for 30 minutes and uh, have some questions prepared for me. So this was basically the beginning of my relationship with uh, my, my friend Chris Hawker, who's now a good friend of mine, and you know we support each other on a lot of stuff back and forth. And what happened was I was so persistent with him. I'll, I'll, I'll cut the, short a little story, uh, the story a little short. I was so persistent with Chris, and um, you know a couple weeks later, I call him when he said to call him. I had questions ready for him. I recorded the questions. Uh, the answers that he gave me, I said, I would love to come back and ask you some more questions. He said, you know, come back in a couple weeks. I don't have time right now. I came back in a couple weeks when he said to call him. I was, you know, whenever he said to do something, I did it. And I took the action and I hustled like he'd never seen anyone hustle before. And I think today, he may even say today, I'm his greatest invention. You know, he's invented probably like 100 products and 50 of them are in the market. But I think I've heard him say that I'm his greatest invention because he was able to mentor me to really develop me over a couple of years. And uh, the relationship shifted and has changed and evolved and, and to know, now we're great friends and you know we support each other with, with different business advice and things like that. But he was really there for me where it got to the point where instead of me just interviewing him and asking him questions every now and then, I said, listen, I wanna work for you for free and uh, you know for six months. And he said, okay, and, you know, I basically convinced him enough that, hey, I'm a hustler. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to make things happen. And I'm going to add a lot of value to you and your business. And what would happen was, was he was like, okay, I'm going to pay you $500 a month. And you're going to come into the office. I think it was like four days a week for like five hours a day. And he was like, I'm going to have you do whatever I want you to do. And I was like, perfect. You know, uh, you know, 500 bucks was a bonus for me to make that a month. And I was basically started working almost full time with him. He had me in a closet in the kitchen of his, his, uh, you know, they rented out a house where they had their, their business. So it was like a separate house from their house, but there was a kitchen in this, you know, office space. And I had the closet. It was literally enough for me to fit a, a little two by foot by two foot desk in the closet. It fit perfectly. I had a little shelf above me and I literally 
had, uh, you know, my face against the wall in the closet of the kitchen as people walked in and out constantly getting food or getting water. And I was on the phones when they were doing PR campaigns. I was calling media uh, magazines, newspapers. We had lists and I would just call them one by one about the products he was developing, trying to get them into the Christmas guides, trying to get more sales, whatever it may be, the publicity, whatever it was at the time, I was just doing it. I would go to um, trade shows with him and work the floor, networking, talking about the product, selling the product, trying to get sales for the products. I was doing everything. I was I was working on licensing products. So I was calling bigger companies to try to set up meetings for, for him to license products. I was coming up with naming, with branding ideas, you know, as I was developing my product as well, this cast cover. And it was really a crash course for me early on with a mentor where I basically got paid, you know, 500 bucks a month to work almost full time. But then once a week, what he would do, which was really valuable for me, is he would, we would go on a walk in the park and we would walk in the park for about an hour. It would be like a lunch meeting, you know, every Friday or something. And he would kind of just brain dump everything that happened that week. In some sense, I think it was very therapeutic for him to share his ideas and to get his ideas out there to someone that was very receptive to receiving them. I was very receptive. And then I would just ask him questions and ask him questions, listen, 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 and ask questions. And that was, you know, some of the most fun times was not knowing anything and having this, you know, canvas to learn from and to create from constantly. The six months led to like a year and a half, I think. You know, it definitely evolved over time. He was like, okay, we're past six months now, but, you know, this has been fun, so let's keep doing it or whatever. <laughs> so it, it didn't, like, end at six months. It kept going. And then uh, I started to work on my own projects. You know, it was like a year now, and I started writing a book about LinkedIn. I was doing some consulting on the side, teaching people about LinkedIn and how to grow their business because I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and how to make money because I was only making 500 bucks a month or something which basically paid for gas and, you know, a couple of meals here and there. So for me, it was a very powerful experience. And as I started to develop my own book and started speaking, I really realized that, okay, this has been an awesome experience, but it kind of shifted and transitioned. So I think after a year and a year and a half, it just started to evolve where I was in the office less, but I was supporting with other things and it was just evolving. It was not like this set thing that happened and ended like an internship would uh, for summer college internship. It was an evolution. There was a dialogue. There was conversation. We were going back and forth. You know, when things weren't working, we would talk about it. When they were, we would we would talk about that as well. And I think that's the importance is, uh, for me, this was an awesome experience for me to have a mentor like Chris Hawker to support me early on when I had no clue what I was doing. And that's one example of a relationship mentor that I've had. And again, it, it doesn't have to look a certain way. I think you want to create a win-win for yourself and the mentor you find to make it work for both of you. And uh, when it stops working for one person, that's when you should have a conversation and, uh, and it should evolve from there or it should dissolve or turn into something else. So I want to give you another example of a mentor I had. His name is, uh, is still a great friend. All these mentors are good friends still. His name is Stuart Jenkins, and I would say that his mentorship has evolved over time. 
I would say he was a mentor for me when I was in high school. I heard him give a speech uh, in, high, in, in high school one time. I think it was like in 1999 or 1998. And um, this guy gave a speech. His name was Stuart Jenkins. And he had qualified for the Olympics. He was a successful inventor himself, you know, had made millions in, in different businesses, had raised money. And it was just his, his way of being, his energy was magnetic for me. And I was just like, man, that's the type of person I aspire to be like. He had character. He had values. He was hardworking. He was inspiring. He was thought-provoking and intellectual. And I was just like, man, this is the type of guy that I would, I would like to you know, achieve what he's achieved at his age. And so I remember in college hitting him up a few times. And he was actually uh, the headmaster, the CEO, the president, or whatever you want to call it, of my university. Uh, he became that later. And so he was on campus a lot. And I would go into his office and just say hi from time to time. We had this, you know, athlete bond because he used to be a, a track runner and, and a marathon runner. And I was competing in the decathlon at the time. So we kind of had this bond uh, as athletes. So, you know, once every couple of months, I would just try to get in touch with him and say, hey, I'd love to go on a morning run with you. Because I knew he ran every single day for you know a minimum of three miles. So I said, I would love to join you on one of your runs. And he would kick my butt. I mean, I'm not a distance runner at all. I'm a sprinter. So he would kick my butt every time. And I would say, hey, you got to slow down. And we would have to stop because I just couldn't breathe because I was more of a sprinter. But you know, every few months, those were such valuable you know, 30 minutes for me to be able to go on a trail run with someone that I really aspired to be like and really was inspired by. And what I got to do was ask a lot of great questions. And for me, that was valuable time, that was valuable information, and it supported me throughout my growth in college. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host and after college you know over the last uh however long it's been now i guess almost 10 years since i graduated college uh he's been there for me as a mentor you know i call him every sometimes every couple of months sometimes uh, a couple times a year but we we stay in touch and i'm constantly you know, looking to him for guidance because again, he's been there, done that in a lot of areas of his life. And, uh, he, he continues to be someone who has a high sense of character in his life. And so I aspire to be like that. And I, and I get to, you know, we, our relationship has evolved since then, you know, we've become friends now and, uh, I gave him feedback and advice on certain things that I know about. And he continues to support me in areas of my life that he knows much more about than I do. So, Again, another great relationship. And another mentor I had uh, earlier on was a guy named Frank Agin. I was looking to become a, a better public speaker, and I was going to Toastmasters for about a year. And I remember this guy came in and gave a presentation, and he wowed me. He literally, I was just like, wow, this guy has got to figure it out. He's a great presenter. 
He knows how to connect to an audience. He delivers his message, and I was inspired to take action on his message. And he talked about how he was a football player, and so I was like, man, this guy, we need to hang out. So for basically the next year and a half, we he was a mentor to me as well. And he had written a number of books, so we wrote uh, a book together about LinkedIn, and uh, he really served me in a lot of areas that I could not have done. I could have not uh, written that first book before I was 25 without his guidance, without his mentorship, without his support during that. Again, that mentorship with him probably lasted for about a year to two years while we were working on the book. And then as I evolved to started doing other projects, you know, we still stay in touch, but I don't stay in touch with Frank as much as I do uh, some of my other mentors. But he's still a great friend, and uh, you know I've learned so many great lessons from him. So the moral is for these three key mentors. Again, I've had lots of mentors. I've had uh, you know I still develop mentors today. It doesn't look a certain way, and I think I saw or or heard Tim Ferriss and Ryan Holiday talk about this on their podcast, on Tim's podcast, where he said um, you know there doesn't need to be an official relationship when it comes to mentors. And Tim, I think, said asking someone to be a formal mentor is the absolute best way to never have a mentor. So when I get, you know, when I get emails from people saying, hey, will you mentor me? I'd love for you to be my mentor. That's the worst way to go about it because, you know, when you ask someone who you aspire to be like or who you're inspired by, they're usually pretty busy. And so if you say, hey, will you be my official mentor and give me all this time and here's nothing I can give to you, you're, you're not going to get a response. Or if you do get a response, they're just going to say, no, I don't have the time. So that's the worst way to go about it. Um, there's no formal agreement. Uh, you know, there's nothing, and you don't even have to meet your mentor in person. You, know? uh, you can have mentorship just over email. Over uh, There was a, probably like a six-month period where I was – I guess you could say I was mentoring a guy over email. Once a month, he would email me three questions, his three most important questions of the month, and I would respond very briefly, you know, one sentence for each question. And that worked for both of us. So there is no right or wrong way. There's just what's most effective for both of you and what adds the most value to your mentor. So I think the, the key is to, if you're reaching out to someone and you want them to mentor you, you don't want to mention to them that you want them to, men- to mentor you. You really want to add value to them. Find a way that you can add value to them before you even reach out to them. If you just email someone or, or call someone or meet someone in person and just say, I'm so inspired by you, I want to learn from you, will you teach me everything, it's, it's probably the wrong way to go about it. But if you do your research and you figure out what that person could use support in or what they're looking for or... Uh, if you could find some ways to serve them or you work for them, whatever it may be. And again, working for them for free. I've had people say, hey, I would love to move to Los Angeles and work for you for free for a year if you mentor me. For me, that sounds like so much work and more energy than it would be just paying someone to get 100 times better their results. So that doesn't really work either. Unless you're like, you have the value to bring to someone that you can offer to help them get results at the same time, okay? So you've really gotta add some type of value. And for me, I didn't have, you know, I had hustle was my value for some people. And I had passion and I had a willingness to listen. And I would ask the right questions and I would listen to them talk about their success. And sometimes people just wanna talk about 
how they've been successful. That's something you can offer people is a, a way for them to talk about how they've achieved their success because people love to share that. They love to talk about that. So those are a few things right there. How often should you meet with your mentor? Uh, you know, there's no real right or wrong to this. It's a matter of what you can, uh, what your mentor can can do and, uh, you know, how much time they have. Again, you want to be really respectful to your mentor, the people that are willing to give their time and, and teach you. But again, I'm a huge fan of having a mentor. You want to make sure you clearly identify your questions when you're working with your mentor. Be concise. You know, don't waste their time. Prepare ahead of your call or your meeting so that you're really ready to go. Make sure that, you know, they don't feel like you're unprepared. If you're unprepared for a meeting, then they're not going to give you any more of their time. So really be prepared. Consider their background. Make sure you listen constantly. The, here's a big thing also. Be teachable. Be teachable. And a mentor, if you are taking the advice of a mentor and you're asking their time, you're taking their advice, and then you don't take action, that's also the quickest way to have a mentor not want to work with you anymore. The most rewarding thing for me is when I teach someone what to do. If they have a big challenge or a big question and they want to solve something, and then I am able to share with them some of my thoughts or wisdom on what's worked for me, and I say, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go take action on this right now. This is what you want, so you've got to do this. The best thing is when the mentee goes and actually does it and gets the results. That's the most rewarding thing because you get to share your wisdom with someone and then they take action and they get results based on what you said. That's so rewarding. If you don't take action, all you do is take, take, take information and you're too scared to take action, then that's a big waste of their time. So make sure you are like a, a, you know, a mutant athlete when it comes to finding a mentor, that you're so coachable and so teachable that whatever they say, you're willing to then go research and do 10 hours of research online or find other experts to teach you this information and then apply it in your own business, life, whatever it may be. Again, you want to add lots and lots of value. This is not an internship or something like that where you're just uh, running around and doing little tasks. You want to add as much value as you can. Be responsible constantly express your gratitude for your mentor's time and advice because they're giving it to you without you paying them. So constantly express your gratitude for their their time that you know how valuable the time is. Use your platform to promote them and and really add as much value as possible. I cannot emphasize this enough. The more value you add, the more that mentor is going to want to be keep you around and want you to be a part of their their life, their business, or whatever it may be. And you're going to be able to develop a different relationship with them. So again, for me, all of my mentors in the beginning are now great friends. And the relationship has shifted. And we support each other in different ways. And I think that's the way it should be with a mentee-mentor relationship. It shouldn't just be like, okay, teach me everything for a few months, and then I'm off. And I'm going to you know, do better than you now. And never talk to you again or something. It's really about creating a win-win, mutually beneficial relationship. And another point that I would make about this is to pay it forward. So, you know, I'll never forget the times that I would meet with Frank or Chris or Stuart Jenkins, and I was broke. 
sleeping on my sister's couch or just didn't have a lot of money and they would always buy me lunch. My mentors would buy me lunch. And, uh, you know, I think it's because they knew I didn't have any money. And I remember when I first met, met Frank Agan at this Toastmasters meeting, heard him speak, and I, like, ran after him after this event, like, outside. And I had, you know, in one hand uh, a cast on, so I couldn't really do anything with that hand. In the other hand, there was, like, some food in the back of this event. So I took, like, all this bread and, like... <laughs> croissants or something and crackers and cheese and I literally wrapped it in a napkin like all this food and had it like in my hand as I was going to introduce myself to him and you know I later told him I was like he was like why did you have all that food taking out with you and I was like honestly you know I'm embarrassed but I don't have any money to go buy food so I was like getting food wherever I could so he said let me take you out to lunch and every time we met he would pay for lunch you know it'd be a burger or something but it was so meaningful for me at the time that I really valued those meetings, you know, one, because I was getting some great advice from someone, but two, because I was getting a meal that I wasn't sure where I was going to get next. So for me, I've always been in the mindset of paying it forward. You know, I know where I came from and I'm extremely grateful for the wisdom and the uh, support and the coaching and the mentorship from my mentors. And so I, my, you know, I try to give it back as much as I can and pay it forward as often as I can and in various different ways. And it looks at different ways. So that is some of my advice on how to find a powerful mentor, how to have develop a relationship with your mentor, how to add value to your mentor, be teachable, pay it forward, listen to your mentor, be considerate of their time and their energy clarify your questions be prepared you know all these things will be supportive for you in developing a powerful relationship as a mentor and be clear on what it is you want to achieve why you want to have this specific mentor or what the goal is for you don't just find someone to find someone you're inspired by but find someone for a specific reason okay and then don't ask them to be a formal mentor for you because that's the best way to never have a mentor is what tim ferris said I've got lots of other stories and examples from, you know, amazing mentors in my life. And again, I'm constantly developing relationships that I learn from other people constantly, as I feel like the only way to get better is to continue to grow and continue to learn. And uh, it never stops. So the learning never stops for me because I want to continue to grow as a human being, as a business entrepreneur, as an athlete, as an individual in a loving relationship all these different things. And I want to learn how to become a better mentor, a better coach to others and to be able to serve uh, on a bigger level. So hopefully this has been uh, a valuable episode for you guys on mentorship and the power of finding a mentor. If you have questions, go head over to lewishouse.com slash 100. lewishouse.com slash 100 for all the show notes. I'll put some links up here. If I find some videos or pictures of my mentors, I will throw them up there as well. But I think it's very important to have mentors. And again, it doesn't have to look a certain way, but it's important to have people to support you, people that you can ask questions with. And uh, again, I get asked lots of questions. I get lots of emails from people. So the best way to ask me questions is over on Twitter or Facebook or something like that on my fan page, Facebook slash Lewis Howes. 
just because it's easier to answer questions there. When I get so many emails, it's hard to respond to all of them. Uh, so if you do email me, make sure it's very uh, clear and specific over at uh, lewishouse.com on the contact page. I make requests on how you can message me and I get back to people who honor those requests. So I would love it if you guys would uh, actually send this to one friend, one friend of yours who is looking to grow in their life, in their business, in their relationships, whatever it may be, a friend who you think could use a mentor or who is looking for a mentor. Go ahead and email it to them and let them know. Send them this link, lewishouse.com slash 100. Would love to uh, see this specific episode spread. Again, a lot of people have been requesting this, so I would love to see this get out there. Again, please share it to your friends over on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Post a picture over on Instagram. I'm loving that platform right now, so post a picture of where you are listening to this specific episode. And uh, put a picture of yourself, put a picture of the episode show art with your phone, holding it up so I can see where you're at in the world. I appreciate you guys so much. This has been a powerful journey so far, and it's only going to get bigger and better uh, and more helpful for all of you is my goal. So thank you again, for guys, for making this an awesome experience to hitting episode 100. It's still a big shock to me that we've gone this far. But I'm committed to getting to another 100 here in the next year. So thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode. You guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. 